is Bible School Radio, KDKR Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and KYJC Commerce, online at kdkr.org. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, everything you wanted to know about oil, but we're afraid to ask. Today, we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Good afternoon, this is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. Tony Joe's here with me as he is every Friday to take your Car Corner questions. The number to call is 1-877-913-5357. 1-877-913-5357. You can also go to the website if you've got a question for me. Go to www.prudentmoney.com. Send it in. I do answer those questions myself, and uh, we'll take care of it for you. Just uh, go to prudentmoney.com. You'll see the banner at the top. It says, ask a question and send it in. We'll get you taken care of. 1-877-913-5357. You know, Tony Joe, through the years, we've talked about changing your oil more than a handful of times. Probably the one piece of advice that, that you give and you give many times over throughout the year and uh, you know the the interesting thing about going through that process of changing your oil is it's really not that big of a deal but it, it's it's just kind of a hassle so one more thing you got to put on your to-do list mm-hmm. that you have to go deal with and then you find then and then you're always wondering well is it going to be more expensive are they going to try to upsell me you hear some of uh, these stories from some of these places that you can go to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of not of changing your oil versus not changing your oil, your oil. Start with the benefits that you get of changing your oil. Uh, benefits would be as follows. Better fuel economy, less wear and tear on the engine, meaning longer engine life expectancy, better performance, that means more pep, more get up and go, uh, less pollution, less uh, problems with state inspection passing it. Uh, there's also <clears throat> the fact that you probably will end up with fewer oil leaks. Let's say you're a guy that keeps your car 300,000 miles. You're changing that oil every uh 5,000 miles, uh, you're going to end up with fewer problems overall, including oil leaks. Oil leaks can, uh, we can get into that sometime if you want, but oil leaks can stem from not changing the oil in a buildup of nasty sludge that causes all kinds of problems, including leaks. So there's uh, quite a number of advantages to changing your oil. You don't see them, though, Bob. That's the problem, is how do you measure something that, if it never goes wrong, how can you appreciate it? You just have to understand the technology and understand that I have no dog in the hunt. If you don't change your oil, or if you do change your oil, 
it doesn't matter to me. But I'm advising you to change your oil on time, keep it changed on time, and you will benefit in the long run. You just won't. It's one of those things. You just won't know it. You know. Yeah, what sticks out in my mind, the, you know, this is you've told this story a couple of times through the years. I think it, the a car pulled into your garage was ten years old or something like that, and it hadn't changed the oil. And does this does this story ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Ten years, and and uh, the oil, which is you know, if you've seen oil, it's very it's liquid, mm-hmm. was sludge. Yep. And Wouldn't I even... can only imagine. Just thinking of that visual, how many things that's <laughs> supposed to be smooth flowing through the whole process of your car. Right. It's just clogging up stuff. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, you pull the drain plug out and you can at least visualize It's like it. a slushy, isn't it? Well, it doesn't even run. It doesn't even come out. It's like liquid <laughs> goop, like. How do you how, how do you get all that well, out of the system of a car? What I did now, I don't know how others do it, but when I saw that, I really didn't have much hope. But you know, it was funny. I want to just reiterate something about that. It didn't have any knocking. It didn't have any noises. It didn't have any oil pressure light on. It didn't have any symptoms of anything wrong. But that man, is, it was nasty. That and, is wild when you think about that, right? Because you could just think if you don't if you don't really check the oil when you buy a car or and it, it could be hor- it, it could be the worst case scenario right i just kept adding fresh oil and letting it soak and i added some transmission fluid because that's highly detergent and that will cut through a lot of the sludge and i just kept adding uh some transmission fluid and some oil and kind of let it soak in and Dissolve all that sludge until it would finally at least drain. So, how, how many how many uh, th- cans of oil did you go? Do you think your containers of oil did you think you went through? Oh, I don't know. Not many. Not many. Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, the point is, we got it to liquefy somewhat, and then we took the filter off and we drained the oil as best we could, and then we left the plug and the filter off, and even put a little bit more oil in there to kind of let it wash down all the return ports and into the pan and, and get some of it. But you know you're not going to get anywhere near all of it out of there. No matter how many quarts you pour, it's going to carry the same path of flow, and it's only going to clean that area. So we did an oil change on it and put a new filter on it and started it up, and it had no issues, but I promise you it didn't go without issues. I mean, something like that, it's a pretty much a death sentence. It, you know that engine is not going to last long, but it was the person's fault. They they knew they didn't change it. They didn't bother to take the time to do it. They knew how important it was. So best of luck, and, and we got it changed, and it didn't have any problems, and it seemed to run okay when it left. But six months later, I'm sure that motor probably was not running anymore. I, I mean, it couldn't have been. It, it the parts were so worn. I'm sure the bearings, the chain, the timing chain, stuff like that had to just be pretty much on their last leg when we changed the oil. So yeah, a case like that is, you know, too late. You cannot just change the oil and expect <clears throat> everything's going to be okay again. You don't get that chance to start over. Once you get off schedule on it, that's when things start to go south. So let's say that you are changing the oil every or had been changing the oil every 5,000 miles, let's just Mm -hmm. say. Okay. How many miles do you think that you could, not could go, 
let's say that you you might go before you start to see a problem like that? Well, you think you can get ten thousand miles and see a problem, or another. If you change your oil every five thousand miles and keep it on a schedule of around every five thousand miles, then you won't see a problem like that. Right. But I mean, the saying, chances I'm, are, I'm are saying, 99 to 1. You're not going to see a problem like that. How long would it take to see a problem like that? Like, how long without changing it yeah. before it gets like that? Yeah. Miles. Oh, I would guess, I probably would guess 12 to 20, somewhere in there. 12,000 and beyond is really taking an awful chance. Mm, right. Yeah, that's not a good thing to practice. That is not something that I advise anybody to do. Uh, I don't know that today's cars could do it anyway, Bob. This was an older cast iron block back in the 80s when they made engines a little bit heavier duty. Nowadays, the lightweight engines, due to the uh, thinner metal, trying to save weight uh, for fuel economy reasons, thinner bearings, thinner everything. I, I don't think an engine today could take that kind of abuse. I think it'd be... So you think it would quit way yeah. before? Well, it would probably throw a rod or make some kind of... Uh, some detrimental problem would happen to it where you'd have to replace the engine. So what would be interesting to know is if you were in the habit of changing your your your, your oil every 5,000 miles, go back to that as an example, okay. you changed it at 20... So we're supposed to change it to 25, didn't do it. We're supposed to change it to 30, didn't do that either. It'd be interesting to see how much of a difference between your newer built engines versus your old engines, how long it actually does last. Because yeah. I think the, 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 up, the upside, though, is that you have every warning light in the world going off in, in cars where you probably didn't back then. <clears throat> Let me say this about that. Uh, Bob, you're right in a way. However, the problem that will stem from you missing a few oil changes in a row will not occur immediately. It will occur a year from now, maybe 18 months down that, the road. That's soon, huh? You're just driving down the road, and all of a sudden, for no reasonable explanation that you can come up with, internal engine problem, really big issue, probably going to need a new engine. Well, my neighbor has a car just like mine, and hers never did that, and it's got the same amount of miles on it. Well, it's because you missed a few oil changes, and it took its toll. That's why we are so big on oil changes. Oil changes, for the cost of an oil change, I know it's inconvenient, but for the price of an oil change versus the results of not getting an oil change is so immense money-wise that if you really understood, which most people aren't going to, they're not mechanics, they're not supposed to study this stuff and understand it all, but I will just pass this information along to you as a person who does, and that is, it's almost a ridiculous decision not to have your oil changed on time, and the reason for that is because of all the devastating things that are going to happen, and <clears throat> it's uh, something that, you know, again, it's Bob, I got to tell you, it's hard to appreciate getting your oil changed on time and going through all that inconvenience and blah, blah, blah. But you never see a problem, so you can't really appreciate. You just have to believe me. What you're doing is a very good, healthy thing for your engine. 
This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. If you got a question for Tony Joe, we've got a number for you, and the line is open. 877-913-5357. you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com. Send it in, I'll get you taken care of. 1-877-913-5357. This is Bob Brooks up against a break. Stick around. We'll be right back. The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org. At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation, and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by Kay Smith, and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org And if you're looking for the will of God for your life, here's where you start. Find the will of God for tomorrow. And your tomorrows will turn into more tomorrows until pretty soon the will of God will be a part of your everyday experience. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for a special message on finding peace in a world of chaos. Next time on Turning Point. Hi, this is Kirby Anderson with the Point of View Radio Talk Show. I want to invite you to listen to our program on KDKR from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday. We look at various issues from a biblical perspective. Our topics range from politics and economics to the Bible, theology, and apologetics. We also bring authors and informed experts to the program. We talk about anything that affects your faith, your family, or your freedom. Hope you'll join us every day on Point of View right here on Bible School Radio 91.3. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. 1-877-913-5357. There is a line open, and we'd love to hear from you today. 1-877-913-5357. Here's a good question, Tony Joe. Uh, Chris sends this up. If you drive a vehicle only about, and this could lead into a question I have for you, if you drive a a vehicle only about 1,500 miles a year, when should you change your oil? That's a great question. Well, a lot of people are in that situation because of, uh, well, I don't want to give out my age, but I've been around long enough where a lot of my customers are now elderly and they don't drive as much anymore. Right. So here's my opinion. And this is just based on my opinion, nobody else's, but I would say every six months. Simply because, not because of hydrocarbons and sludge buildup and all the things that normally happen to engine oil as it gets used, but because of moisture infiltration. You can get condensation uh, from the weather and if you don't drive a lot, that means the car's sitting still. So it gives the car a chance to accumulate water. Uh, not a lot. I don't mean like you're pouring water in the engine, but 
That condensation can get into little, sneak into little places around the oil cap seal, around the valve covers. It can, it can infiltrate the oil by getting into certain little sneaky places in the engine and build up and build up and build up. Why does it build up? Why, why doesn't it always do that? Well, because if you drive a car every day, once you start it, the heat from the engine at 240 degrees evaporates that water. That water is may still be there, but it goes away so fast through the process of evaporation because the engine's warm that it never really gets into the oil. It never really bothers the oil. It never affects the oil in any way. But if a car sits a lot, then, yeah, it, it can accumulate and accumulate. And that's why I would suggest maybe twice a year you just get the oil changed simply to get the moisture content out of the oil and anything that's inside the engine just flush it out clean and put new oil in there and i don't see any reason why you'd have to do it any more than that so let me ask you a question it, it begs the uh, two different scenarios one hey i drive a high, I do high mileage mm-hmm. so i'm going to get from point a to point b a lot quicker and be be uh in, situation where I need to get an oil change or do I need to get an oil change so do you pay attention to miles or time as a determinant because you could go five you know maybe five or six thousand miles a, a year on and uh, that would equate to you know maybe one mm-hmm. I would say this that if you're driving anything less than 10,000 miles a year you just go with the every six month ordeal what, what because if, you're not gonna you, you're not gonna gain or lose either way. If you're supposed to get it done every five thousand miles, twice a year is ten thousand miles. So if you're gonna drive around ten thousand miles or less per year, then you need to get it changed every six months. I wouldn't go by mileage that much because you're not really putting enough hour operating hours on the engine. But if you're gonna go higher than ten thousand a year, then of course you've got to go by. You know, the mileage. Well, let me, let's, let's change it up a little bit. What about your your oil that's designed to go, say, 15,000 <clears> miles before <throat> you, with, between changes? Right. What is that? How does that change your answer? I, I, don't, I don't like the oil that goes 25,000 miles or the, the advertisement, uh, some of the major brands that advertise that because, you know, the filter is going to be obtaining and absorbing hydrocarbons and a lot of debris and particles and contaminants in the oil and it's going to accumulate in the filter the same as it would as if you had any other kind of oil in there so think about this for a minute bob if you run the really high mileage oil and you use you have to you you got to remember that that oil filter is going to get contaminated just as quickly as if it was using say 5000 getting it changed every 5000 miles that's about the life expectancy of an oil filter what happens inside an oil filter when it reaches full capacity the spring at the bottom of the filter is allowed to push upwards and the oil still will go through the opening of the filter, the inlet port, and it will exit the outlet port, but it will not 
provide any filtering effect. It will just raise the whole cartridge up and just go in and out as if there's no oil filter at all. That's a bad thing. When that happens, you are no longer filtering the oil. You won't know it, but the oil is not being filtered at all. So I don't like going 20, 25,000 miles without an oil change or 15,000 without an oil change. I just don't believe it works. Well, what's interesting, though, is that some of your higher-end sports cars mm-hmm. are designed that way, or from what, from what I can see, they're designed mm-hmm. that way. And, uh, I mean, all this, the, uh, the signals that come on the dashboard, everything is re- goes around, is revol- revolves around that 15,000 miles. And so you don't, you just typically don't get in to pay to uh, change your oil that often. Well, I would, I would say this, you know, that may be true. I don't have enough money to buy a sports car that does that. But well, what about if your Ferrari? I did, if I did, I would not obey that routine. It may be set for 15,000 miles, but remember, we've had this theory before we've talked about it, Bob, and you take... Oh, uh, I just let's go back to a general car, a Chevrolet Malibu, uh, uh, Toyota Camry, common car. That car is designed and built, but sold every place on this planet. There is no exact numbers for every environment on the planet. It could be in Alaska, where it never gets above zero. It could be sold in down by the equator, where the temperature never gets below 80. So we have to find a happy medium, and this is what manufacturers do. They find a happy medium with what kind of oil, what weight oil will work in most of these conditions, and what mileage interval will work in most of these conditions. Now, you got to remember that. So, okay, so now we're looking at, this is my own car. I got my money invested in this car. I don't want to go on happy medium numbers like the manufacturer has to. I want to know what's really better for me and my car, and that is in this hot city in the summer when it's 108 degrees and you're sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic with the air conditioner on, and you haven't moved in 30 minutes because of some traffic accident or bottleneck, that's not the same as going 15,000 miles in San Diego, California, where it's 72 degrees with a slight southerly breeze all the time. San Diego. So you can't compare every... You've got to understand a little more in depth about what those numbers represent. And if, if you have a car that is going to go 15,000 miles without an oil change, then it's a pretty expensive car, and I wouldn't take a chance on going that long. I just don't think it's a good idea. For what it costs to have the oil change, I think I'd be, uh, what do they call it, error on the side of caution, and I would get it changed like I'm supposed to and not risk it. I mean, it's not, Bob, it's not a $5,000 investment. It's not like you've got to weigh the pros and cons. You know, you can get your oil changed, uh, it doesn't cost that much. So, when's the last time you've been to San Diego? San Diego, uh, sixteen years ago. Next Thursday. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that is a seriously beautiful place. One of the one of the best places in the country to go to. 
That's so I've heard. That's nice. Okay, so one last question, Tony Joe. You mm -hmm. got a couple minutes left to to uh, talk through your answer. Okay. Um, in in the the state of Texas, how many? What's what's the the uh, what's the answer to how many miles should you go before you change your oil, based on year round what it's like? Four to five thousand. Stick to those numbers, you'll be good. So. Why don't you just say 5,000 or 4,000? Well, because I, I would like people to know that this is how it works. You get a sticker on the windshield, which is what I like. I don't like to use the thing on the dashboard. Yeah. Uh, I like yeah. to use the old-fashioned kind of sticker on the window. And by the time you glance up at it every now and then, it gets to 4,000 miles, and you're like, oh, i got to do it sometime. And it gives you a little bit of leeway to get it done. Nobody's perfect. Nobody expects you to get it changed right at 4,000 miles. So you've got to get, have a little bit of leeway there. 5,000 is about as far as I'd want to go. 4,000, anything before that is a little overkill. So I, I just use the numbers four to 5,000. Well, as usual, we have way more questions than we do have time for the questions. So we'll have to go through part two of this. Even I have a question that, that I can't answer. Oh, you, oh, really? Yeah, I'll have to think about it next week. I was going to bring up a good point, and then I thought, oh, wait, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know the that. answer. I better not. I'll this, have to think about it. <clears throat> this is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to this special Car Corner edition of Prudent Money. If you got a question for me, you can always go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.